is found in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 16. La escritura de hoy está en el libro de Filipenses, capítulo 3, versículos 12 al 16. And you can follow along in your Bibles, or you can hear God's word read aloud this morning. Philippians, chapter 2, chapter 3, uh, verses 12 to 16. I'll be reading along in English. You can follow along in your heart language or Spanish. Um, or, uh, and I will read for us Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some things you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we thank you because you are a living God who is active in our lives here and now, God. We acknowledge, Lord, everyone in the room right now, God. Some of us are feeling tired, weary, disappointed, discouraged. Others, Lord, are feeling uh, a renewed sense of strength, of peace. But Lord God, however it is we find ourselves, God, we know that we draw near to a living God who meets us just as we are right where we are, Lord. You are the source of all life, God. And we pray today that you would shape us, mold us, transform us by your word, Lord. Give light to our very souls, especially in those areas of our lives, God, where, where there's not too much light, God. Give light, enter in, step in, God. Your word has the power to transform. Tu palabra tiene el poder para transformarnos. Lord, pour out on us, God, the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and our minds may be open to know your truth and your way, God, because you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, God. We pray all of this in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we want to give everyone a very warm welcome and um, like I mentioned earlier, in case we haven't met yet, my name is Pastor Carlos. I'm the pastor here of Imago Church. And Imago means that we're created in the image of God. And really, that's, the, that's, that's part of the drive, the mission, and the theme here at Imago Church, that our identity is in the image of God and our purpose is in the image of Christ. No matter what our background, what our context may be, that's something we all have in common together. And we are in this, uh, this season um, where we're really just moving forward with open hands, discerning to what God has in store for us 
in this new season. And we are all asking, um, uh, we're, I'm asking all of us to be in prayer together so that together we would be able to uh, rebuild towards spiritual maturity and church health as the body of Christ here at Imago Church. And we've been in this series on the book of Philippians. Um, hemos estado estudiando el libro de Filipenses. And in, this, in, in the book of Philippians, we've been learning some of the themes that Philippians actually overflows with joy and thanksgiving, with gratitude, with friendship and support. And it's actually, those are the themes even in the midst of challenges, setbacks and difficulties. Paul knows that the Philippians that, that he is writing to are actually experiencing a lot of discouragement, a lot of opposition. And he knows that the people he is writing to are experiencing um, all of those things. And even he himself is experiencing a lot of setback, discouragement, and a challenge in his life. In fact, as we've mentioned the past few weeks, Paul is writing this letter from prison. That was a major setback for him in the mission that God had for him. And yet he asks the church in Philippi, the Philippians, to actually look to him as an example of how to respond to hardship with joy. On how we can hold on to Christ in the midst of the most challenging and difficult situations that we, we can even think of or imagine. Paul claims that Jesus is Lord and that changes everything. Because when we hold on to Jesus being Lord, that means that Jesus is Lord over my fear, over my difficulty, over my insides, over my outsides. Jesus is Lord. Paul is proclaiming and living the gospel without fear. That's the invitation of Philippians, to live the gospel without fear where we can respond to hardship with joy and confidence. Paul is responding to the way of Jesus and the way of Jesus is a new way, a new way to be human, to be human in God's kingdom. Because we are all familiar with the old way. That's the way that we go back to in our own instincts. When we become afraid, we give in to fear. When we feel challenged, we give in to defeat. But yet in this new way of Jesus, in this new creation, the Lord sees you in your pain, in your discouragement, in your defeat, in your hardship, and he says, I'm not done with you yet. The good work that I began in you, I will bring about into completion. So hold on, hold on to the God who will never ever let go of you. I was uh, talking with the, the prayer group earlier this morning um, why this is such a relevant message and a book for us to be studying in this season. And um, I thought of some, some words of a friend of mine who recently shared this. He actually posted it on his uh, social media platform and he, he simply said this and it rang true for me. He said, you know who's going through a lot right now? Literally everyone. So please be kind <laughs> to that next person <laughs> that you engage or talk to. So that's really 
what, the, what Paul is saying here in Philippians as well. Literally everyone is going through a lot. And yet, we can hold on to the Lord. We can hold on to the joy of the Lord that goes beyond circumstance or situation. A comfort and confidence that we can lean into in all seasons. Over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about what that looks like, what this new way to be human looks like. Uh, we, we started with um, remembering that God's not done with us. Then a couple of weeks ago, we, rem- we looked at how Jesus uses the power of humility to really set us on a new course. Then last week, we had a guest preacher, Pastor Ryan, and we learned about how we're called to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That yes, in this life, there will be moments of deep fear and, trem- and trembling, but knowing that it is God who works in and through us. So what we see here in the book of Philippians, once again, is this invitation from Jesus, this invitation from the gospel of a new way, letting go of old ways and entering into a new way of life, a new way of being human, an authentic way of living. The salvation of God begins with the actions of God and the forgiveness of God. And today we're actually going to be talking about how following Jesus will call us to endure with courage and boldness. As Paul says here in this famous passage that you've probably read before, to press on, to keep going, no matter what. You know, when I was uh, younger and around high school time and whatnot, there was actually a, a group that I, I liked and they weren't that popular when I was in high school, but then they got really famous and, uh, you know, did world tours and, you know, uh, top billboard top tens and all of that. Some of you may not even know them, uh, but uh, it'll probably date me in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. But there was this band called Reliant K who actually started as a, as a Christian band. Some of you even know them. Yeah, but then they, they ended up getting really famous and whatnot. I don't even know what ended up happening to them. But I liked them in my high school days, and they became world famous after that, um, about 15, 20 years ago. And um, there was this song that they wrote actually before they went into their, their claim to fame. And it was actually based on, the book, on this passage in Philippians, in chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. And it was a song called Pressing On. And, you know, these were like a goofy, um, uh, you know, young adults or teenagers in this pop punk band, but they really nailed it in the head with their interpretation and the lyrics for this song. And it says this in the song Pressing On from Reliant K. It says, I think we're going somewhere. We're onto something good here. There's only one thing left to do. Drop all I have to, uh, all, drop all I have and go with you. Somewhere back there, I left my worries all behind. My problems fell out of the back of my mind. We're going, and I'm never knowing, never knowing where we're going. But to go back where I was would just be wrong. So I'm pressing on. Pressing on. To go back to where we were would just be wrong. So we're pressing on. Amen? This Philippians passage is an invitation 
to press on, to keep going. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, this is, again, an encouragement to press on, to keep going, especially in times of discouragement. And maybe it's only me. I think, just as we, we remembered earlier, literally everyone's going through a lot right now, and that includes discouragement. Who here has experienced some discouragement over the last 20 months? <laughs> over the last day? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's everywhere, all the time. But what the scripture here invites us to is to press on, to keep going. Because we're all going to have moments when we want to quit. One of my favorite writers, uh, Warren Wiersbe, he wrote this book on, uh, called On Being a Servant of God. And he actually has a line in there on um, discerning when, when to, to transition or, or when to, to leave a position. And one thing that he says is this. He says, uh, when you want to discern God's call on what the next steps on your life, it could never be from a place of just discouragement. So he basically says this. God calls you in. God needs to call you out. So whenever you feel like quitting, don't. That's not the time. That's not God's time. He's still doing something in your life. Press on. When we feel like quitting, don't. God called us in and God will call us out. Press on. Because God is not done with the good work that he started in you. That he's doing through you. That he's doing through all of those that you impact around you. So we see here in the scriptures that really this group of people, these early Christians, who were pretty fearful, were pretty insecure, but yet they were able to transform the entire world. How did they do that? How did they go from being fearful, doubtful, unsure, to bold and, and courageous, to be able to press on no matter what, enduring through the test of time and challenge after challenge, and how can we today in 2021 come alongside of the people of God through the centuries and hold on to Christ while we persevere through challenges and we refuse to give up? You know, I, I think about um, just, uh, again, some words of, of people that have inspired me in moments of discouragement. And uh, there's this, uh, the, this writer by the name of... Um, of, uh, well, he was the Prime Minister of England during World War II, uh, Winston Churchill. And I've quoted him a lot because I, I really just uh, enjoy his leadership and his boldness and whatnot. But um, he's the one that really stood up to uh, Hitler when Nazi Germany was uh, really taking over different parts of Europe. And um, uh, really, he just um, said simply to um, the Nazi regime that we will never surrender no matter what. You can destroy our entire country, but we will never, ever surrender to you. And in fact, it was that boldness, that courage to press on that actually inspired the United States to enter into, to stop being neutral in the whole situation and enter into that 
the World War II conflict at the time. But another kind of, uh, in, uh, I, I really enjoy just kind of his directness and forthrightness, but uh, Winston Churchill also says this about times of discouragement, of, of times of challenge, and excuse the language, but he even you know, talks about times when we feel like when we're going through hell. And he says this, he says, if you're going through hell, then I suggest you keep going. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck in your own hell. So if you're going through hell, press on. Keep going. Otherwise, we'll get stuck. And it all goes back to God's word, why we press on, why we keep going. Specifically, the words of Jesus, who tells us in Matthew 28 to go. Go even without knowing Go and make disciples. That's the key word in following Jesus. The key word in following Jesus is not no, it is go. Forgetting what was behind, letting go and letting God, pressing on toward the goal. Now we see here that these early followers of Jesus became revolutionary. They changed the entire world through their boldness not because they thought out some well-constructed argument on why they ought to press on and persevere, but simply because they did as Jesus did. They imitated Jesus who kept going, who took the cross, who kept going when he encountered death, who kept going through life, through death, through resurrection. He did not stop. He pressed on. The Apostle Paul here gives the key for how we are to live this out. How can we endure, persevere, press on, especially in life and seasons of discouragement? And one thing he says in the scripture is simply, be like me as I am like Christ. Through imitation, through imitating Christ, that is how we can grow in our perseverance, in our endurance, in pre and letting go in what is behind and pressing on. That's actually what's called in Hebrew, Talmudi. Talmudi is the Hebrew word for discipleship. It's the same word as imitation. And I've, I've shared with, with, uh, with us before just how that's the model of discipleship that we're pursuing together at Imago Church, to imitate Christ. Not just to know about Jesus, not just to know about the Bible, but to imitate Christ in our lives, our words, and in our actions. Now, um, Ray Vanderlaan is, is an author who really thought a lot about this model of discipleship, Talmudi. And he wrote a book actually called Collecting the Dust of Your Rabbi. That that's actually what our life with Jesus should be like. He leads, we follow. It's through this journey where he moves, you move. Walk behind him as he leads the way. Don't try to lead the way for Jesus and, have, and really bring him into your journey, but instead have him lead the way. And why it's called, that book is called um, Collecting the Dust of Your Rabbi is because in those days, the disciples who followed Jesus, most of the time they were in dirt roads in unpaved roads. So as they were walking behind Jesus, there was a lot of dust that would get on them. 
They were collecting the dust of their teacher, of their Lord. And that's really the purpose of our journey with Jesus, to imitate Jesus, to reflect Jesus, to collect the dust of our rabbi. And collecting dust can get messy. And that's, that's really a reflection I've had in this past week as I was uh, preparing for this message. And here's the truth. If you and I don't have any dust on us, if we haven't really um, entered into the messiness of life and what it means to, to mature and follow Jesus and to be of service to others, if you and I don't have any dust on us, then maybe we need to ask ourselves, who are we actually following? Is Jesus the Lord and teacher who is going ahead of us or are you trying to move ahead or move to the side or be your own teacher, be your own rabbi? As disciples, our job is to follow, to collect the dust of our rabbi and actually imitate Jesus. Not just to you know, learn all of the information or all of the right answers, but it's to follow and to imitate. Following and imitating, even when it, it may not make immediate sense to you. To follow and imitate, even and especially when you want to give up. When you want to give in to discouragement. When we imitate Jesus, we're reminded to keep going, to endure, to persevere, and here's the truth. If you want to know God more intimately, or whether you want to know whether God is real or not, then I invite you into this experiment of imitating Jesus, of what's called Talmudi. Imitating Jesus for a season. Do as Jesus did. Trust as Jesus does for a season. And experience a renewing of the mind through imitation. And at the very least, I guarantee that you will know God better than in all of your thinking, all of your arguing, all of your excusing, all of your ignoring or denying that you may or may not be doing. Transformation comes through imitating. And the muscle for enduring in this life will come through imitating Christ. Not just from our own best thoughts, or instincts. Through imitating and trusting in Christ, you will learn all kinds of things about God and about people too. And I guarantee that when you imitate Christ, when you follow him, when you collect the dust of your rabbi, of your teacher, when you let him take the lead, he moves, you move, I guarantee that you will grow in your endurance. You will grow in your perseverance by imitating Christ. You're not going to grow in your endurance by obsessing over the fear or the insecurity. Because here's the truth, here's the secret. Let's let the cat out of the bag already. We are all insecure. Some of us just hide it better than others. But our only true security is in Christ. Not in anything else, not in anyone else. And in this life, we will go through challenges and seasons where the only thing we want to do is give up. 
where we want to throw in the towel and quit. Where we want to just run, run away. I think I've said it before, right? That's one definition someone once gave me for fear. An acronym, F-E-A-R. Forget everything and run. We all have those times where we want to throw in the, the towel and quit. But guess what? So did Jesus. Jesus had moments of discouragement. Jesus had moments where he wanted to, to quit. So did other women and men of God throughout the scriptures. They had moments of doubt and discouragement where the one thing they wanted to do was just quit, to stop, to give in. So, of course, if we're following Jesus, we're going to experience those moments as well. Jesus actually says, is the teacher greater than the master? And the answer is no. He went through discouragement. He went through challenges. So that means that we're going to go through times of discouragement and challenge as well. It's only through following Jesus, through imitating him that we're going to be able to develop that muscle of endurance. Self-talk won't be able to do it. It won't do the trick. The art of holding on to Christ and pressing on no matter what, that's something that we learn through abiding and imitating Christ. It's not going to be a concept, but it's actually not something that can simply be taught. Endurance and pressing on can't just be taught, it must be caught when we're with Jesus. A real reality, a real action. You know, and that's part of what the Bible invites us into, into next level truth. Next level truth telling and next level truth living. When we read in the scriptures, in the Bible, we see that God's truth is so much bigger than other types of truths, right? Part of truth is knowledge and information, but the greater point of the gospel is that the truth goes beyond knowledge. We are invited to living truth through abiding, trusting, and imitating Christ and becoming the people that God created us to be. So friends, brothers, sisters, when, not if, but when we fail, when we have moments of discouragement or seasons of discouragement, here's my suggestion to us. Begin with accepting it, accepting that truth. Stop denying it or making excuses. Just accept it. It's okay. We all fall. We all fail. We all have times of discouragement. Start with accepting that truth and then just dust yourself off and draw near to God once again. Draw near to God, dust yourself off, and press on. Following his lead. This is actually the next level of living truth of imitation that God is inviting us into. Being honest about who we are. Broken and blessed. Humility is what happens when we actually encounter reality. And the story of the gospel, we see, right? The story of the gospel does not end with failure. It ends with victory. But the story of the gospel does begin with failure, with pain, 
with challenge, with discouragement. When we come to terms with the reality that we cannot do this life alone, you and I cannot be our own savior. I need to be able to face myself as a sinner in order to know God as a savior. So, so, so when those moments of discouragement, of challenge happen, stop making excuses, stop running away. Just simply pause and accept it. Draw near to God and dust yourself off and press on. Humility provides a reality check. And as we've said here before at Imago, humility is not humiliation, but real humility leads to honesty, to boldness, and to courage. And we, we see this all throughout the scriptures. And really, that's part of, of, of this next level invitation from God to live out the truth. Surrendering to God gives us a renewed dignity. Not with pride, but with courage, steadfastness, perseverance, and confidence. A confidence that is not in ourselves, but a confidence in Christ. The one who calls us to press on. Paul here, in this passage, he is being bold with the church in Philippi. He is trying to encourage a community that is experiencing deep discouragement. And these are his words. And my hope is that you can write this down and this can be your prayer in this season as well. With whatever discouragement, whatever challenge you may be experiencing, write down the words of Philippians 3 verses 12 to 16. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. That's how we pass on and live out our faith, through our lives, our words, and our actions. Following Jesus into this next level bold faith. Following God into mission will sometimes feel scary at times. Following God in times of discouragement will feel unpredictable and even scary a bit. It will feel unclear at times. But one thing that we can be clear on and find our hope in is that in this life, our, our trust is not in a plan. Because plans come and go, right? I don't think I've ever known a plan that's ever gone 100% according to plan. There's always the variables of people, of situations, of circumstances, of things out of our control. But the good news is, friends, brothers, sisters, that our trust in this life is not in a plan. Our trust is in a person, in the living Lord Jesus Christ, the one who we follow, the one who leads us to victory, the one who leads us to the prize that is heaven, heaven, heavenward, as this passage says, the one who leads, leads us to the, pri the prize which God has called us heavenward. So if we hear anything today, this morning, I want us to hear this. Keep going. Keep following. Keep persevering. Press on. We can trust because 
we know the conclusion. We know that our story will not end in failure or in death, but it will end in victory. Jesus always leads us to victory, to living hope, and to resurrection. And when we know our destination is living hope and resurrection, this gives us a new boldness, a new way to live, where we are free to follow and free to trust no matter what. This is part of what it means to be Christians, to be disciples, to be followers of Jesus, is to have Jesus' story as my story, and now I can live into that story. That's actually what redemption means that we will all be redeemed. We are redeemed. And the end of our story will be redemption and victory. One of my good friends uh, by the name of Chad, he and I talk a lot. He's out in Florida. And we just talk about pastoring and discipleship and whatnot. And he gave me a, dis uh, a definition of discipleship that I really liked a lot. And he, he basically says this. He says, to be a disciple, to be a a follower of Jesus is to be someone who is moving closer to Jesus forever. Forever. Not just this month or this year, but our journey with Jesus is moving closer to Jesus forever. And in, this, in, in that journey, there will be times where we fall. There will be times where we feel discouraged. But remember, what God invites us into here is to just first accept it, confess it, dust yourself off, and press on. Press on and keep holding on to him. Keep going. We can have patience, resilience, and a next level endurance in light of living into the story of Jesus. Because as we say here at Imago, being restored means that we are re-storied. We have a new story. Jesus' story is now our story. And we can invite others into that greater story. So that's part of my prayer for us as a community in this season. And it's actually my prayer every time um, before I, I minister or preach a sermon. It's, it's, I just pray, God, may we tell the story of Christ. May we sing the story of Christ and become the story of Christ. That's the purpose of the church. The story of Jesus continues through us, through God's people. We don't exist just for ourselves, but we exist to tell a greater story. And knowing the conclusion of this story gives us a renewed courage, a renewed boldness. If the story of Jesus is true, then guess what that means? There is really nothing to lose. Because the victory is ours in Christ. Nothing can take from my life through endurance and pressing on, especially in times of discouragement. Many things can be added, but nothing can take the joy and the eternal hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Absolutely nothing. Many things can be added in our life, but nothing can be taken away because of Jesus. And the truth will not only give us a new way to be human, 
But this gospel truth, being a new creation, a new humanity, is learning to endure and press on and refusing to give up, especially when everything you feel inside you wants to give in to discouragement or when everything around you just seems literally impossible. The new way of Jesus invites us to not simply conform to that feeling or circumstance. Jesus will call us to go counter to our own instincts sometimes. Hi, so sweet. God's new way of being human at times may feel a bit odd or counter to us, but the reason we press on is because of Jesus, because he pressed on. And we'll conclude with this you know, I quoted that, that song by uh, that, that pop rock group, by that pop punk band, um, Relying K, earlier. But we'll end with another quote from a timeless song. It's a hymn. Some of you know it. It's the hymn that is entitled, entitled Because He Lives. I used to sing this hymn when I was a child, too, in Spanish and English, too. In Spanish, it's Porque Él Vive. But these are the lyrics from that timeless hymn, that are really just the, the reason behind why we press on, no matter what. And it says this, it says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. All fear is gone. Because he lives, we too shall live, shall live. Because Jesus has a future, that means that we too have a future. So in our trust, we too shall live into that story. So my prayer is this, may we boldly and calmly press on. And walk into and, and continue to walk in the story of Christ and embrace his story as our story. We're pressing on. We're letting go of what is behind and pressing on toward what is ahead. And because he lives, we too shall live. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, God, that you offer a new way, a new way of faith that gives us a courage that doesn't come from ourselves, Lord, that gives us a new way to live, a new way to love, a new way to press on. Lord, today we're going to do what this scripture says, Lord, we're going to pray for endurance, for boldness, to press on, to let go of whatever we need to let go of this morning, God. And that's, that's my question to us today as we close in prayer. What do you need to let go of in order to press on this morning? What fear do you need to let go of in order to press on?
What discouragement do you need to let go of in order to press on toward Jesus today? do, forgetting what is behind, letting go of what is behind, and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus.